Okay. I'm Here ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm psyched. You can't get I, what? me into psych. That Molly, early. we can get into psych. Okay. <clears throat> all right. All right. Ready? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Shaking it off. Shaking it off. Mm-hmm. All right. Podcast number one. Podcast. Mm. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So hi, I'm Molly. <clears throat> and I'm I'm Danny. And this is the Pants Are Too Tight. It's the best name for a podcast ever. Molly, let's let's let the people know who we are, where we stand. <laughs> where we stand? Yeah, what we believe in. Oh, okay. Um, well, I am Molly, and... Wait, we do establish this. <laughs> I... This is but the one you thing You said who we are and what we How do we know who for? we are unless we cross the line? That is a lyric from Bring It On The Musical. That is too deep a cut for this. Molly, this podcast is all deep cuts. Yeah, so that's pretty... We believe in deep cuts. I believe in miracles. Molly, the eye contact that we are making is, is too there much. Is so we too much. We calculate the amount of eye contact that a podcast would take. When we began this endeavor, we did not think about how intense eye contact across the table is. And it is more than I'm willing to bear. It is a very small width table. Yeah. That wasn't the right the way to say is, that. The, well, the length is more length substantial. The length is decent, but the width is not. Molly, we can't get into this. Molly, we are here for one reason. And one reason only. And that is... that. That is, is how would I phrase this? The reason being that we are obsessive, Molly. We are some of the most obsessive people I know. There are, there are things in our lives that, that, that get under our skin in a metaphorical sense. They drive us mad, Molly. Right. So, you know, you, and we all have them. We all have those little things that just bother us just enough that you can't exactly go about your day normally. No, that we are maladjusted, mm-hmm. that we wander around thinking about things that are not important. Right. You know, and perhaps they distract from the the most important things. Right. And while I think we all do that, I yeah. do think Danny and I do that to a unhealthy, abnormal length. Yeah. I think that we, again, with the length, yeah. I feel <laughs> as if we, regardless of measurement, I feel as if we are uh, unhealthy uh, people. Yeah. But are your most extreme, you know... The most, the extremists in anything, really, I don't know where it's going. With that. No, no. But, you know, like we're leaving that in. They'll <laughs> right. hear you, Molly. They'll, hear they, my they'll all ramblings. hear you for the whole world you know to know see. Who I am. It's someone who can't come up with words a lot. No, but you know, like the most extreme people in a group, I feel like, um, can really represent our deepest insanity. We're leaving. We're cutting that out. We're it's cutting so this bad. out. This they'll never hear. Okay. All right. Anyway, Molly, do you need to take a breath? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Then we'll cut that out too. All right, let's get back okay. into it. So, Whew. the pants are too tight. The pants. You know when t- your pants are a little too tight, and little you just kind of notice it. Oh, your whole day. And it's not enough to make you wanna, you know, scream. No, no. But it it bothers you. Mad and once you start noticing it and thinking about it, you can't stop. How tight are your pants right now, Molly? I'm going into ASMR mode. <laughs> Because I want to think, I want people to think they're crazy. I want them um, to think they're hearing pants, me. I'm in leggings, so. Oh, my pants are fine. I wasn't actually asking. It was for the listener, right? You know our right. millions so they, of fans. They could know. Um, so yeah, this isn't a podcast about pants. So anyone who was no. looking for that, there is a fashion podcast called "These Pants Are Tight," as in cool. <laughs> Like tight, and we are bitterly at war with them. Yeah, they the two is what separates us. That's and honestly, Molly, the two is what separates the men from the boys, or in your <laughs> case, the women from the girls, or in the case of a non-binary person, yes. just a child from an adult. I don't there mean you... to be, I mean to be inclusive. Anyway, anyway, so the pants are too tight. It's a show about the little things, but not the good little things. You know how people say oh, it's the little things that make life worth living. These are the little things that. That sort of gnaw at you in the nighttime. The little things that make life a little questionable. Not not that life isn't worth living. Life is always worth living. It's just that these things make you go, well, wait, why is that a thing? Why is that here? What is its purpose? You know, the same question we all ask about like children or swing sets. Like, why is it, what, what is this for? You're not baffled by swing sets? You're looking at me like I'm <laughs> saying something weird. I wasn't aware swing sets were something. Molly, swing sets are on the list. There is a grand list in a great hall of all things that are questionable to me and me alone. These <laughs> consist of what makes the pants feel too tight. And we will discuss them all one by one. Now, today's topic is uh, early season weirdness. When you're watching a TV show, 
perhaps a favorite of yours, and you go back in time to watch the early ones, and there's just like weird stuff there that's like not addressed for the rest of the show. Now, our show will have no early season weirdness. No, we we what we establish today will be established for life. Like the great the great stone hall in which we chisel all the topics of the podcast. That will never be forgotten. That will never be forgotten. No, our famous running segment, um, is it a pie or is it a guy, where I show you a photograph of either a pie chart or a human man. (laughs) And you have to guess. And then sometimes the guy is Guy Fieri. And the viewers at home will have no idea what it looks like. Molly, they're not viewers, they're listeners. Don't insult them. They came to our house, we set them at a nice table, and what did you do, Molly? You pulled the, the tablecloth out from underneath. The plates are still there because you're a good magician, but now there's no tablecloth. Please bear with us. We have never made a podcast before. Don't tell them that. They don't know. I think they can tell. We've logged hundreds of hours podcasting. Now, this is a really big deal for us because we've been wanting to do this podcast for a long time. So long. And the coronavirus has trapped us at home together. too timely. Cut it out. And what? I don't think it's right for us to mention the pandemic. We can't mention the pandemic? We can't. What brought us together, Danny? Molly, we were brought together by being siblings. (laughs) Okay, who were living at separate colleges. We live in different places. And And we were brought together briefly. we are here together. Unfortunately. How dare you? Molly. I'm a delight. Molly, you, I mean, yes, you are a delight. But like. I'm very self-conscious. But like, look at my eyes while I'm saying this. I'm pretty self-conscious that the listeners, I almost said viewers, listeners can hear me gulping. So my throat is sore, and if you hear me gulping, that is why. To be clear, she is not a victim of the pandemic. I am not. She choked on some water before because my laugh was too (laughs) high-pitched. And she felt that this she felt that this was hilarious. She started spitting up. It was very scary to watch. I I did almost die. I almost drowned. We have started recording this first episode many times because Molly usually starts choking on some water. Usually. Okay, like two times out of the ten. Ladies and gentlemen and uh, other folks, we, we digress. Anyway. We must move on to our topic. Our topic. People clicked yes. on this for one reason and one First reason alone. First season weirdness or early season weirdness. They don't all have to be in season one because no. we're inconsistent. We're, you know. So Why are you relying on us? Molly, I think I'm driving them away because I can't have anything good in my life. Should I see someone? I've told you many times you should see some more. This isn't new. The, uh, the eye contact is really making the this The eye hard. contact is very hard. Nevertheless, we must discuss <laughs> early season weirdness, which our show will have none of. Isn't that right, our beloved sidekick, Chippy? That's right, boys. That's our sidekick, Chippy. He'll be here every episode. Right. Um. So first season weirdness is something that really bothers me and Danny because we notice it. And there's different degrees of it. You, sure. know, you know how like there's some times it's like a very glaring thing like there's a character in the first season who just isn't there in other seasons right and then other times it's just something subtle that you're not going to notice on your first to like watch through or if you're watching it as they come out where someone like mentions something or there's a general tone of the show that you just realize things change things change or never get addressed again and Media no. is fluid, like a river ever flowing. I'm trying to get too poetic with they it. They are going to think you're insane. <laughs> Molly, they already do. <laughs> So we have created a list here, which we are both viewing on a Google Doc. I am actually looking at screenshots of the Google Doc because, again, like our grandmother, I am incapable of figuring out Google Docs. Now, we are looking at the... Hey, what? don't be ashamed of me. I emailed you and shared the folder with you. Some of us don't know how to work the computer. Danny Why won't you help me? He just has a thousand emails and he probably isn't logged into the right one. I have many email accounts... This is not important for you, the viewer, to know, but I feel- I'm sorry, I thought they were listeners. Dang it. (laughs) Caught in my own web. I really hope they think I'm not like a crazy Shakespeare guy. I need you to know we're recording this at 1 a.m. and it's after day six of quarantine, so we have gone a little bananas. Just a little. But at the same time, this is not out of the ordinary. We are holding up remarkably well. We really are. If you knew the stress. I am proud of us both. Thank you. And yet scared for us both. I am horrified. Anyway, first season weirdness, Danny. I think it's important to start with what I feel is the most egregious example of early season weirdness. And I think that would be, as you have written it here, uh, Topanga in season one of Boy Meets World. Yes, Topanga in season one of Boy Meets World. Beloved uh, sitcom, uh, husband 
and father, <laughs> Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. So for those of you who don't know about Boy Meets World, or maybe you do and you need a refresher. What do we think the age demographic for this podcast is, Molly? I'm not sure there's anyone listening, so I'm not sure it will be anyone. So then it's uh, ages 8 to 88. Well, it, it, we do curse, so there... We curse? the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so See, maybe not a, age 8. That was like a grandpa-level joke. So, not our grandpa. Definitely not. Like a fun grandpa. <laughs> God, so, grandpa, why aren't you more fun? Maybe because he's dead? Molly, you don't know if he's listening. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't um, believe Our ghosts. only listeners are ghosts. No, um, okay, so Topanga in season one of Boy Meets World. So when you first meet Topanga, she's got like the super long hair and she is really established as the weird girl. She's very hippie for an middle schooler and not like in hip wise like in you know like peace the 70s kind of way but uh she's very um she's just established as the freak that kind of like everyone makes fun of especially Corey and sean and this is like a very central part of not only her character but her family i mean her name is topanga um no offense to anyone out there named topanga but you know you know your name's weird um, well, it's a, isn't it a city? Topanga, isn't that a place? Is it? Molly, we should be a lot more informed if we're going to spread this information to the world. <laughs> Insult people's names. No, but so she's established as a very weird person. And then as the years go on, it really just eliminates entirely. She's not even kind of Is it by, is bizarre. it, as, as a non-Boy Meets World diehard, I have seen mm-hmm. the show. I yes. am familiar, Molly. I'm, I'm, I would call myself a casual fan mm-hmm. of the Boy Meets World. Right. You, on the other hand, seem quite dedicated to it. Pretty dedicated. Not going to pretend. You have like six or seven Boy Meets World tattoos. Not going to pretend that... Well, thanks for just spilling that to the public. Okay, well, now anyone who sees you... I'm not going to pretend that I know everything about Boy Meets World because I don't. And when you, as many of you might know, when you binge watch, a lot of the seasons blend together. So I don't know exactly when this character element is dropped, but it's not really phased out. However, it is referenced several times both in Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World, like, right. that it happened. But there wasn't, there's not a clear transition to where she's like, I'm not going to be weird anymore. Like, no, it's just, it's completely abandoned. And then in Girl Meets World, we address it, as Boy Meets World tends to do, and is like, oh, yeah, remember when I was weird? And then she recreates her very strange hippie dance that she does in the kitchen. And, you know, it's this kind of like, I lost who I really was in searching for my ambition because now she's a hotshot New York City lawyer. But, like, we do not see that happen at all. Like, she's, like, 12 when this happens, and maybe it was a case of extreme bullying or something, but regardless, we don't really see a nice fluid transition. Her entire character just disappears and changes. Well, but that's that happens sometimes on a television program. Characters, they just go, this isn't working, they start over. With something like that, that's probably just writers in a room going, this hippie girl thing isn't working out. We should try making her a more intelligent character or a more... And I think that is because there's so much more of the show where she is like the smart, normal yeah. one. I think maybe that is is how people would know her now. Definitely. And I definitely think it was the right choice because I don't think... as you'll If you watch Boy Meets World, you'll see a lot of things they establish in the beginning don't work but we will talk about that another time but topanga specifically was a weird character and in order for her to truly be as relevant as she was going to become she needed to change because in the beginning it's very much about Corey and sean and to have topanga i think in with Corey and sean as happens in the later seasons it's it's just not going to work so right call probably but weird that it just it happens um with that also, uh, just to jump off of Topanga there, uh, she also in the first season has a sister named Nebula, which we see once and is mentioned once or twice, and then she just disappears and is referred to as an only child from there and on out. So Molly, she was adopted by Thanos, official Nebula theory. Disney owns both of these things. There's no reason they can't say that Marvel's comics uh, Nebula didn't start as a character on Boy Me as well. Damn. Anyway. There's that cursing again. Well, you Why know, do you have to be I so got a foul? Filthy mouth. mouth. No, um I don't like the way you shook your head when you said that. <laughs> that was weird to look at. <laughs> no, but so Topanga sister, a lot of if you watch Boy Meets World, you probably know this. Like you can watch that happen. You said Topanga's sister. I thought you were just free associating Topanga sister nebula name. Words disappear. Why would I talk like that? Because Molly we don't know how podcasts work. Maybe that's how all podcasts are, are performed. <laughs> Free-associated pop- podcasts. Yeah. 
Welcome back to the Free Association Hour. So you probably, if you've seen Boy Meets World, already know about Topanga's sister. But something that's lesser, less known, it's one of those other things I was talking about where we just get like a mention of a character that doesn't actually exist. Um, So Sean, Corey's BFF, you know, he randomly in one episode is telling Corey about his sister. Um, I believe it's in reference to her shampoo. And we never hear about her again. We never see her again. And Sean, she he doesn't have a sister. He's got two half-brothers that kind of come out of nowhere. But that's really it. Um, so that's some, I would think, really prime 90s TV show, yeah. early season awareness. This happened a lot in the 90s. And this is popular with this program you mentioned, Boy Meets World. Yeah. It seems quite beloved. Beloved, for sure. It seems as if people still care about it. And I think that that's a great intro to the concept here. Of early season right. weirdness is that, you know, things like that will get established. I think uh, also talking about sort of 90s sitcom era, um, this isn't so much early season weirdness as it is just a show jettisoning some previous uh, exposition. And what um, does that mean for us who don't know big words? Molly, the words are not that big. They are, they're getting rid of some information that was established oh, okay, earlier okay. on. Yeah. So uh, Frasier uh, is, a, is a show uh, that I greatly enjoy. I greatly enjoy the the, 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 the the acting. I've developed a stutter. You've revealed your stutter too soon. Molly, it's so sad that we're not even halfway through the first episode of our incredible podcast, and I've already developed a stutter. Um, at any rate, Frasier, uh, when when the character first appeared on Cheers, uh, he's men- he mentions that his father is dead. I believe he mentions that he's an only child. And then the entire premise of the show, Frasier, is that he has to live with his dad and his brother comes over to visit. So they they just sort of got rid of that information. There's an episode of Frasier where they briefly address it in just one line where he goes, oh, I was mad at my dad that week, so I said he was dead. And it's just sort of not really – back then, continuity was so loose. Right. And now, Danny, what did you tell me the name of that phrase was when they're like addressing oh, that? Oh, uh, people call it lampshading. When you, you sort of hang a lampshade on something, you kind of address it jokingly. Right. You know, like uh, like I believe Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World is the king of addressing – they have so many continuity errors, but they'll address a lot of them for you. And if they didn't address it in Boy Meets World, they definitely addressed it in Girl Meets World. I think that's why – Maybe why Boy Meets World continues to be popular is because it was willing to go for a wider variety of jokes. Right. You watch like Full House and like you get the Full House oeuvre of, right. of humor. You get the you get the range of it. I don't know why I keep talking like this. You get the range of jokes that Full House is going to give you in a given episode. But Boy Meets World, they'll do weird kind of um, out there jokes, absolutely. fourth wall breaking. Yeah. Well, with that early season weirdness establishing. Um, so Stuart Minkus, beloved nerd, which definitely – Topanga, I think, comes to take. You keep talking about things like their funeral, like eulogy. <laughs> Beloved nerd, husband, well, father. He was. Who doesn't love a good Minkus, you know? Um, anyway, I think Topanga. You looked me dead in the <laughs> eyes and said, Who doesn't love a good Minkus? I think we have to cancel the show. I think we'll be taken off iTunes. I think. I don't think anyone's going to be allowed. I think we'll isn't be banned it, from what? Spotify. What that- who doesn't love a good Minkus, Clarice? You looked at me like you were about to eat your face. Danny. Molly. The pants are too tight. <laughs> anyway. Minkus. <laughs> Minkus disappears. He's really prominent in the first season. He's kind of like the friend slash rival that those like nerdy know-it-all kids usually are in shows. Um, who's really annoyed by our goofy, lovable protagonist, Corey. Um, He's like really prevalent in the first season, and then after the first season, we just don't see Minkus again. And Boy Meets World then addresses it at graduation by everyone being like, Minkus, where have you been? And then he says, you know, he was in the other hallway at the school with some other characters who in the show had disappeared. Um, So it's random gags like that that they pull, which I appreciate because if I'm going to notice it and be really obsessively annoyed about it for a while, like I want to know that the writers were too and that they weren't just babbling idiots who didn't know. (laughs) What is this tirade we're starting about? The good, hardworking people at Boy Meets World. No, 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 they are great. We are never going to get to work we're never gonna get to work on boy meets world three now okay boy i was complimenting boy meets world girl meets world either we're going to man meets world and woman meets world or we're going to non-binary child meets world which i think is an interesting next step i hope you are because he might be watching he helped us i can't even listen boy meets world's its own thing if you were part of the twitter war about the house then you know but he 
<laughs> yeah, that's a very you, specific. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, future episode for anyone who cares about the insane Twitter debate that came out about the layout of the Matthews home. Oh. Yeah. My you eyes, remember my, my eyes glazed over for a minute there. Anyway, I'm sorry. I like it's I fine. said, we'll, I'm a little obsessive. But that's the point. We're supposed to be obsessive. I think the part. I think the the purpose of this podcast will right. be other people at home going either, oh, I didn't know about that. That's interesting. Or people going, oh, that drives me crazy too. I'm so glad that's two other hope, weirdos care. Yeah, we yeah. care. Listen, if it's weird, we care. We care. We scare because we care. To go off what you said about Frasier, I think a, pretty much all the 90s shows yeah. have some type of continuity problem. And I'm not sure if it's just because TV oh, – I, I don't know what was going on in TV at the time that well, this really it, people happened. people weren't binging. People were just watching episode to episode. The Golden Girls, yeah, one of my favorite programs, The Golden Girls, has almost no continuity. It is It can't even be a contender for early season weirdness. There is a slight example in the original pilot for The Golden Girls. They had a live-in chef. I believe his name was Coco. Uh, every episode will just like throw out weird random things that are totally contradicted. There are people who are even more obsessive who run like the Golden Girls wiki that can tell you some of the the hiccups. But a, a good example would be the number of children that each of the girls has. So the Golden Girls um, will say like, oh, my son is blah, blah, and then they won't have a son. Uh, I believe Blanche's daughter is played by two different actresses and has two different like central conflicts. One is that she uh, overeats and is in a, a, a bad relationship really? with a cruel man. I really Molly, I, we're getting they, obsessive. They get deep. And then the other, the other actress who plays Blanche's daughter is uh, almost an entirely different character. Has nothing to do with it. But the Golden Girls, you know, late 80s sitcom into the early 90s. There's no continuity, like, worries there. They didn't really care that much about preserving continuity because these were meant to be watched, like, once and right. then rerun one or two at a time. Well, that's true because also, you know, it wasn't like you could at that point, unless you were recording something on, like, a VHS when that was – once that became sure. capable. Like, if an episode – if you missed an episode, you had to still be able to understand what was going on. Yeah. So continuity wasn't, I don't think, anyone's main priority. No, but I will say, I think... Also, back then, you made a mistake. You got away with it because there was, like, no internet, you Nobody know? Nobody was tweeting at you. People, stop tweeting. I mean, stop caring internet, about things. You know I mean? Even though we're making a whole show about caring about things. Right. Social media wasn't... Uh, you kids. Yeah, you with know. Your, with your social, social media, media. You're, you're so ungrateful. Um, you're tweeting the Golden Girls, telling them that their daughters look different. <laughs> well, I mean, the actors thing, that's a whole other boat when That shows, is a different that is episode. a different episode, you guys, for um, anyone who cares about actors that just randomly drop out of You keep saying for anyone who cares. I don't think there's anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it might just be us. Um, At any rate. And, you know, give them something to look forward to. You know, well, A little tease, even. Yeah. You're turning into snack I... Maybe I am. Heavens to Murgatroyd. I got to stop doing voices. I'm going to cringe when I hear that. I mean, I would say though most shows from the 80s or 90s probably are pretty inconsistent. Although I will say, I think that is just personally, I believe that is why Friends has survived so wonderfully. Even though the first season of Friends has a lot of that early weirdness that we are discussing today. Famously. Uh, por ejemplo. I think that's for example. Yeah. I don't know how to Good speak job. English. Por the numbers on the friends' apartments change. Um, they establish that Chandler and uh, uh, Rachel, right? Chandler and yeah. Rachel don't know each other. And then a later episode shows that the two of them not only know each other, but that they almost had an affair before Rachel got married, uh, although she didn't end up no, getting married. No, that's the one that... Oh, is that not a real one, or is that... Oh, no, that 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 that's the, the way we almost... Oh, in, is that I a think? is that a fake in universe? I don't know. There's so many friends, friends has layers, but I think the reason friends has survived. But even then, they actually, you know, they've met many times, Chandler and Rachel. It's not just the one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I they, understand they that if, like band. they met once and like yeah. they didn't meet, but like as we see in like all the Thanksgiving, like not ones, only yeah. was he there, but like Monica had this whole vendetta against him. Apparently, that Rachel was clearly a part of and right. remembered. So. Yeah, I just – I mean, she was there at the hospital when his toe was cut off. Right. So sad. Um, but I think the reason that Friends has survived better than maybe any other sitcom from that time is its pure, uh, uh, como se dice, bingeability. It is the most bingeable of those sitcoms because there is real continuity between these episodes and multi-episode long arcs. Arcs. Well, they, yeah, th that Friends definitely has arcs that other ones Oh, we got arcs for have. days. Um, I just feel Until like – Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, there was a general arc. Sure, but Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I mean, they switch out the Aunt Vivian character uh, for another actor. 
Um, but there, that's also a show that would break the fourth wall a lot more. I mean, there's yeah, that episode they, where they uh, that. Will decides to stay in Philadelphia and then a van from NBC shows up, throws him in the van and brings him back uh, to Bel Air. And they Which just, is just great. There's no there, – I like that there's no, no – comedy like that. There's no in-universe reason. He decided to stay in Philadelphia and was just dragged home. Love it. And I love that uh, that gag. They they – they, there's a wonderful joke. Um, uh, Will Smith, uh, his character says to Uncle Phil, Uncle Phil, aren't we rich? And Uncle Phil says, why, yes, we are, Will. And then Will says, then how come we don't have a ceiling? And then it pans up to reveal the studio lights. I don't know what voice that is. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry for all of you. <laughs> Molly, what's the next example? Um, the next example. Well, we kind of jumped around a bit. Um, but... Uh, one of my favorite deep cut, weird, unnoticed things is from the early 2000s, actually, in the show, Hannah Montana. Um, Lily, BFF sidekick. Why do I keep using BFF instead of best friend? You know, but that was timely. That was timely. You said Molly, that at in the, the time, 2000s. Miley Cyrus, I believe, starred in a film called LOL. Well, that wasn't at the time, but later that was, on. That was like Hannah Montana era, wasn't it? I think that was, was post. Was that post-Hannah Montana? Probably post. Her hair was pretty long and You, you know, know, Post Malone then. was originally called post-Hannah Montana, but the name was too confusing. <laughs> you shouldn't have laughed at that as much as you did. That was that was a nonsense <laughs> delivery. Joke. At um, any rate. Anyway, so Lily and Hannah Montana in the, I don't know if it's, which episode it is exactly. It um, could be the first one, but it's definitely in the first season. She vaguely mentions, just like Sean in Boy Meets World, something about a brother. Yeah. And it is – she definitely doesn't have a oh, brother. Oh, she mentioned a brother. I thought for a minute she mentioned Sean from Boy Meets World. <laughs> With her brother. And I was like, that's an odd gag That'd to be pull. a really specific thing. Is that pull. a thing where someone – oh, I'm thinking of on Full House when Steve Urkel shows up and he's like, do you got any cheese? And they're like, no, Steve Urkel. And he goes, all right, I'm going home to Chicago. And then he leaves. <laughs> uh, that felt, that felt like a pity laugh. It was a little. <laughs> what? Don't confess to pity laughs in episode one. <laughs> No, um, it was funny. It was just like no, well, let's workshop. No, let's, re- about. let's really workshop. It wasn't this. I'm? Do you have to give me notes during? Like, <laughs> um, uh, no. So, yeah, like that one has always really bothered me. Um, I don't know if anyone else knows that or noticed that or like, I maybe she actually does have a brother. Like, I but as far as I know, Lily has no brother and randomly mentions it at You're some point. Upset. I I am. It bothers me. I didn't know how bad that hurt you. Um, but you brought up Steve Urkel, oh, which is one of the biggest early season weirdnesses. Day. Yes. Um, uh, the, the the beloved program Family Matters, which I have long pulled for as my favorite of the classic TGIF line. I can confirm that. I have long pulled for that being my favorite of the sort of TGIF, you know, uh, Dinosaurs and Full House. Molly, I know you didn't watch Dinosaurs, but I, I don't think it would be your favorite Oh, anyway. I just pictured it now. I know what you're talking about. You are about. scared of dinosaurs. I am right? scared of dinosaurs. That's right, because yeah. you don't like that little guy who goes, not the mama. I got to stop doing voices. This is going to be, ooh, anyway. At any rate, Molly, I've long pulled for that as my favorite of the classic ABC TGIF lineup. Right. Um, and I, I, just, I just love that show. I think it's really fun, really interesting. But most of season one does not have Steve Urkel. Which was, is so weird to know. I didn't know that until you told me. Right, and I think our listeners will be just as riveted to hear it. Uh, he's not in most of the first season. He was written in as like a fun nerd character, and he really took off. Jaleel White gave him a very distinctive performance, and so they said, okay, well, when we re-air these episodes, people are going to be like, where's Steve Urkel? They're going to scream to the holy heavens. They're going to drop to their knees and curse their various gods. Where's Urkel? They'd scream. So they filmed a couple extra scenes for the first uh, eight or ten episodes with Steve Urkel. They added them back into the episodes, and so now in syndication, Steve Urkel's in just about every episode. I said episode instead of episode mm. because I'm truly morphing into Moira Rose. Uh, he's in just about every episode of Family Matters. Um, also put an odd emphasis on matters. So you're saying that when it originally aired, he wasn't in those, but now when the yes. played, wow. Yeah, they put him back in and they also changed the theme song, the original theme song to Family it Matters. It was not this jam that it is today that you sing to the heavens? I do frequently scream the Family Matters theme song. But he also, that's a fun fact about Danny. Oh, boy. Um, I, I am curious about the original one. We'll get back there. But um, fun fact about Danny, he really loves the Family Matters theme song, but yet at certain points in time... He cannot remember the Family Matters theme song because he is thinking the 
the Full House riff. theme song yeah. is so present in the front of his mind that he'll start singing and be like, wait a minute, which one am I singing? It can be difficult because sometimes you'll go like, and that's the opening riff to Family Matters. But it's kind of similar to Molly, if you would oh, instead it got perform, me. It got perform the, the Full House, the opening riff. I don't. I, I you don't, don't have it memorized? Molly, we rehearsed. I, I just start with whatever happened to predictability. Does it just start with whatever happened? No, there's a bump. Yeah. Well, that was more the end, I feel like. But All right. Well, we can't all be perfect like you. It build, It's different. But for some reason, when Danny for some reason, sings the opening that, to Family Matters. And I often do. I, I get the Full House vibe. I'm ready to start going whatever happened to predictability. And I don't know if it's just because the two are Milkman, Paperboy, associated together or what. I don't know. I think they just sound similar. I believe it is the same singer. Didn't is we look? Th- I thought it was. Well, I don't remember that. We can't spread false information. I don't think it is, but I, I'm also, I can't remember the family. Well, knife, song fight to, well knife fight to death. <laughs> How's it go? Molly, I don't want to sing it on, it on the podcast. I cannot think. You know, whatever happened? No. That's- <laughs> oh, no. I did it again. <laughs> no, um, what was it? The Family Matters theme song. Don't do this to me on air, Molly. <laughs> I can't do it. I could have sung I it can't. any other time. Um, um. Oh, I can't remember how it starts, but it's, um, well, there's, there must be some magic clue inside these general walls. But all I see, you're making me feel really nervous. This is really scary. (laughs) I don't recognize that at all. Oh my God. I told you, once you've seen the house, I'm sorry, folks, you've seen the phenomenon dominated, (laughs) the phenomena documented in live time. I have completely <laughs> forgotten a theme song to a show I watched all the time because I hummed the Full House theme. He really does sing it a lot, though. <sighs> I, yeah, it's upsetting. I really should stop. I'm isn't starting it, to scare away that customers. Your heart? I know. It's the bit of the family. That's yeah. how it ends. I can't think of anything before that, though. Oh, gosh. Let's the move on. The world for you and me. Is that it? Or no! Molly, we have to move on. We've spent oh, no. so much time on this. That's what will make the outro. Look, the, the Family Matters theme song. <laughs> We'll fade in the Family Matters theme at the end. <laughs> the original opening to Family Matters was not the the wonderful song that uh, is too close to the Full House song and therefore difficult for me to remember. Uh, it was originally What a Wonderful World. What? Yeah. They would just play that at the opening. Like, and I think to myself, What a Wonderful World? Exactly. Or What a, what a, what a, what a, what a Wonderful World by Sam Cooke. I like that little vocal warm-up. You <laughs> what a wonderful <laughs> world. Yeah, no, What a Wonderful World. Did it air with that, or that yeah, was yeah the just... first season? Oh, so and then they, they went, went back. back and... They put Steve Urkel in and changed the theme song to yeah. something so similar to Full House. They're like Full House. I don't know which came first, or if they were the, the same chicken. time. The chicken. Yeah, because what else would lay that egg? Dinosaurs. Oh no, the egg. Anyway, uh, anyway. I digress. That's some early season weirdness on a beloved show. Weirdness. Family Matters. Family Matters also has just some odd characters coming and going. Yeah, Judy um, Winslow just disappears after a while. Like she becomes less and less relevant, and then after a while, she's just not there anymore. They don't. They don't mention this daughter. I don't know if she. Who's Judy? The the young, the youngling. Molly, who's Judy? Do <laughs> you see? They you don't took even her, remember they her. They took her away. They took her away. Uh, doesn't the aunt, Aunt Rachel, doesn't she leave? Did I make up that her name was Danny, Rachel? Danny, I have not seen as much Family Matters. She has a young you son, think. and I believe oh. they disappeared. She runs a restaurant. The restaurant that Eddie gets beat up in? I thought you were going to scream. Do you remember that episode? I thought you were going to- The gonna... darkest episode? I thought the darkest episode of Family Matters was when Steve Urkel was hanging off a fire escape and was going to fall any minute. And I was watching that, and you were upstairs at our cousin's house watching Twilight. And This, this is... didn't happen. I don't watch Twilight. Were you watching Family Matters with me? Because someone was watching Twilight. <laughs> oh, I did watch Twilight. You said our cousin's house at the time that was our aunt's house. So I was picturing this happening much later in our lives. No, the first time I watched Twilight and hated it. Molly. I hate Twilight. That wow. hasn't changed. What a hot take. Do you know Stephanie Meyer is a close personal friend of mine hey, who will be listening to this podcast? She made her money and I'm proud of her for I it. I am very happy for her. I don't understand why it was a phenomenon. I'm happy it was. But I was happy Taylor Lautner got some work again. I'm just happy that it exists because it brings people joy. I think as a society, I'm a little Molly, more cynical than we're you. a little too harsh on things that are intended for like women. Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. 
What? Like, like people are always like, boo, boy bands and boo this. But like, oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody no, treats. No, but I thought yeah. Twilight regardless. Nobody's as ang- nobody is as angry about Transformers as they are about Twilight. I'm hi. Nice to meet you. My name is Molly. And I think Transformers sucks. It's so stupid. Now, could I get the worlds to join me behind that? No. But I think the world would join me in that it didn't need as many sequels as it got. Molly, a single tear is running down my cheek. Have you even seen the newest one? I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, I didn't I think saw, so. I'm I pretty saw, sure we both fell asleep during the first one. We did fall asleep during the first Transformers. I believe a Rice Krispie treat fell out of no, my hand. No, that was Field of Dreams. That was Field dreams. of Dreams. That's not a knock on Field of Dreams. I was like four. It might be a knock on Field of Dreams. I've never seen it. We haven't seen it Molly, we got to get back to the topic. The topic. Do you um, have any idea how much editing I'm going to have to do on this? You're leaving it all in. And oh, you know we're all leaving it in. No. Um. So then those are some pretty... Glaring things. So Those sometimes, are overt. sometimes it takes an entire season for people to notice it's weird, and then other times a show will run a pilot. We get feedback on the pilot, and then they change things after the pilot. For example, the show Psych. If anyone recalls, Lassie used to have a different partner. Um, in the first season, he has this partner that like it's implied that they're dating, I believe, and then it didn't work. It didn't work. So they get rid of the partner, and he gets a new partner, Jules, that we know and love. No shame to the actress that the played. incomparable Maggie Lawson. Yes. No shame to the actress that played Lassie's OG partner, but the dynamic wasn't there. And and thank God for Jules. And Psych is such a great show. It's hard to imagine. Perfect. It's hard to imagine the chemistry being as good as 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 good as it is without the mix of characters they settled on. Not to mention, if you have Lassie dating his partner, then where is Sean's love interest? It'd have to be someone that just comes in out of nowhere. And I don't support that. I don't know, Sean. Abigail. Molly. Just kidding. Abigail is a lovely character that just gets, it, she gets a lot of undo. Short end of the stick. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Do you ever feel that, do you ever feel bad for a fictional character because the people watching the show don't like them? Oh, all the time. I feel very bad for Scrappy-Doo. No, because I, I've been watching some of the, uh, Molly, you know I like my Scooby-Doo. And he's a little obsessed with Scooby-Doo at the moment. Just a little bit. Molly, I am a little bit obsessed with Scooby-Doo right now. And having rewatched some of the 80s Scooby-Doo, Scrappy is a very, he's a fun character originally. He's not that irritating at all and it's nice to have a proactive character on Scooby-Doo right. who's sort of like let me at him let me at him like that's a nice contrast to Scooby um, because Scooby's always uh, you know rut row raggy a roast and he's running away he's speaking about a ghost but it sounds as if he's perhaps wondering if the brisket is ready and he leaves and and there's Scrappy-Doo his young nephew rushing, rushing headfirst into danger Molly the real heroes are the people who run towards the things that you run away from. And Scrappy-Doo, like our heroic firefighters, is always on the front lines. Scrappy-Doo is young. He hasn't learned to be afraid yet. da 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 puppy power. Okay, but to be fair, that's different because I believe that the people that made Scooby-Doo made us not like him. I don't think it was the fans. No, I think he was correct. written to be hated. He was so popular. The show was going to be canceled and it was saved according to Mark Evanier, beloved animation historian, writer, uh, assistant to Jack Kirby, uh, author of, of several Scooby-Doo episodes. He, he was talking about how the show was sort of losing its luster. They were running out of new villains. They, they would suggest a monster and they'd go, no, we actually did that already. And so one thing that really reinvigorated it was Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy-Doo helped save the franchise. And then later writers, perhaps they sensed the sentiment among Scooby-Doo fans, which like, what a weird sentence that was. But perhaps they sensed that Scrappy wasn't popular. Perhaps they just wanted to get back to the original version of Scooby-Doo. But I think when you look at like, Zombie Island, which was the first big revitalization of Scooby-Doo. They just wanted to go back to the classic formula of Scooby-Doo, which didn't include Scrappy. Right. But I think later ones are almost aggressively anti-Scrappy. Well, the live-action film straight up is. But that's a pretty good joke of Scrappy it's, being the villain. It's good. But it's a solid not joke. Not just the villain. Like, when they kick him out of the car. They, they send, well, he peed on he Daphne. Did pee on that Daphne. was an irrevocable move on his part. Quality film. I stand um, by James Gun- James Gunn's uh, James Gunn as the writer. I stand by his choice to make Scrappy the villain. I think that's a fun gag. Oh, love it! Especially 100%. considering it was originally much more of a parody of Scooby Doo than it was a genuine Scooby film. There was a lot more jokes at their expense, and they settled on doing a little more genuine. Right. Molly, I'm not talking about Melvin Dew. Read me the next item from the list. 
Bring me the boy. We're not going in order, so... Well, just read me a fun... Roger on American Dad. Oh, yes. Uh, the American Dad uh, cartoon, uh, which I find is is a really enjoyable show. Love it. I think that it gets Love lumped it. in with Family Guy because obviously a lot of the same producers mm-hmm. and art style, but it's a completely different show. There's a coherent storyline in that it one. It does have a much, like, much more repeating characters, obviously some voice changes as with most animated shows, but with Roger, same voice, same character design and everything, but a completely different pitch for the character in the early episode. The original idea of Roger is that, much like us, he can never leave the house. He is he's trapped here and he does he wants to go out, but he can't. And then in one episode he dons a disguise to leave the house, and from there on in, that is his bit. That is his character, is that he dresses up in different disguises and he's almost inhuman at it, where he can almost be two characters at once. He wears so many disguises. And that's a much more fun dynamic for the character. It opens so much up for the writers. Molly, what are you taping right now? I just wanted to play with the tape. The podcast isn't entertaining enough? <laughs> no, I just... I need something to do with my hands. Maybe something that... You know what? I can't harsh you. Maybe that's a regular feature on the show. <laughs> Molly plays with tape. At any rate, Roger's yeah. different. Quick, we're, we're gonna... Molly, we've been going too slow. We're going too slow? Lightning we're round? Being, let's lightning round these things. Uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, uh, when The Simpsons started, Smithers was black. Yes, uh, the character of Smithers is a completely different race in the first uh, episode in which he appears in The Simpsons. Great one, Molly. Keep uh, them coming. Um, um, sometimes uh, the shows have uh, different voices. It's the same actor, but they haven't really figured out the voice for the character Another yet. Another Simpsons example, Homer Simpson in the early uh, shorts on the Tracy Ullman show from which The Simpsons uh, was spun off. Uh, he, he speaks in a Walter Matthau impression, but it's the same actor, Dan Castellaneta. He just found the more refined classic Homer. Um, the the Fairly Odd Parents, Cosmo in the early shorts. Oh, yeah. He has, he has like a deep car salesman voice. And then later on, it's the sort of, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, Phineas and, that, and Ferb, it takes some time for them to yeah. uh, establish their voices. It's not enough that it's like a different voice per se. It's just the intonation's just like a little different for Phineas. I think Phineas definitely. Vincent Martello really finds Phineas. Yeah, and it's perfect when he gets yeah, there. Yeah. Like, right choice. Phineas and Ferb is an excellent show. Yeah, we're, we love Phineas and Ferb We here. two grown adults are recommending Phineas and Ferb. And I would like to say that, yes, Phineas and Ferb is for children. But it's not. But it's it is. The, the writing of the jokes is intelligent. It's not dirty. Uh, it's not innuendo. But it is adult in its treating of situations, in its absurdity it is not just like little kid like haha bright colors right the absurdity of is something uh monty python-esque it is something an adult Beautiful. can appreciate Molly, thank you i'm really coherent let's keep going um, with other voices now. same thing bender on futurama oh yeah early on futurama bender's got that sort of he's like laid back i gotta stop doing the voices right. it's not good they're bad voices and- voices really you know can make or break a show um i think and when you get it right it, it just it establishes your character even yeah. further. Um, the only people who seem to get it right out of the gate are Hanna-Barbera in the early 60s. Um, they really seem to just sort of hit it on the first try. Like the entire Scooby gang talks the way that they talk for the next 50 years out the gate. There are different actors. Yeah. Stefiana Christofferson is the original Daphne and she's replaced by Heather North for season two. And then Heather North played the character until the 90s and then again in the early 2000s. I like Scooby-Doo. Um, but other than that, the Scooby gang is all the same. And and their classic sound is right out of the gate. Same thing for the Flintstones, uh, except Barney. Barney Rubble, if you watch the very first episodes of yeah. the Flintstones, Barney Rubble is like a New Jersey kind of thing he does. And then later on, it's the, <laughs> gee, Fred, that kind of, I got to stop the voices. They're really bad. This um, is cringy. I'm going to bring up on this topic yes. something that's going to send Danny into a little frenzy here. It's okay. It's okay. I'll survive. Um, so in regards to voices, sometimes yes. there are shows such as Timon and Pumbaa. Oh, Molly. That um, multiple voice actors will play the same character, whether that be because of um, Jerry. Jerry, you did it. Said you were going to stop with the voices. I but said that, I would stop. That is my favorite. I went right into Costanza. Um, Danny, Boys, girls, he goes into others. A lot. Let me. That sounded. Let me well. lecture you, Molly. I go into Costanza <laughs> like a beast. Okay, no. no so let's what let I'm Daniel d- explain. I'll just briefly explain. Uh, Nathan Lane. One of the great actors of our time. We're huge Nathan Lane fans here at this podcast. Oh yeah, big fans. We stand Nathan Lane. He's got three Tony Call Awards our right show, now. Nathan, Nathan. I'm sorry, Mr. Lane. I'm. We're not on a first name basis. I think we are. We talk about him enough. We should. Be. We 
I mean, we should get to know him. Respect, though. Oh, we love Nathan oh. Lane. He I has, keep hitting the table. Right now, he has... That's okay. Nathan Lane won't mind. He has three Tonys now. I think he should have 800. He's been nominated more times than that and therefore should have more awards. He's a genius. I love Nathan Lane. Molly loves Nathan Lane. Uh, dare I say, the world loves Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane, uh, of course... the Academy. Oh. <laughs> The cat. Oh, the Oscar. No, he doesn't have an Oscar yet. Yeah. Where's his Oscar? Give me Nathan Lane. I mean, don't give it to me. Give Nathan. Give Lane. me Nathan Lane's Oscar, and I'll give it to him. No, I. Yeah. I'm glad you chimed <laughs> in with that. That was very. That was some big scrappy do energy you brought to that. Yeah, like just right Please from don't the back. Scrappy do. I hate him. Scooby Dooby. Oh, I was singing Scooby. I should have sang Scrappy Dappy. Danny Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Uh, of course, in The Lion King, is the voice of Timon the meerkat. Uh, when the time came to do the spin-off television program, Timon and Pumbaa, uh, Nathan Lane reprised his role, but only for the first 14 episodes of the show. Here's where it gets crazy. Nathan Lane, first of all, won a daytime Emmy for doing this voice, even though he's only in the first 14 episodes. After that, uh, other actors take over the role, including, uh, Quentin Flynn takes over the role, um, at a certain point. The point is... Uh, Nathan Lane, only in the first 14 episodes, but there are episodes. For example, uh, the episode Yukon Khan. You can find this on Disney Plus right now, where the voice switches back throughout the episode. So in the episode Yukon Khan, you can hear, which sounds funny, but, you know, it's it's in the Timon and, Pum, uh, Timon and Pumbaa episodes on Disney Plus. Um, you can hear some lines are Nathan Lane's voice, and then some lines are Quentin Flynn's voice, and it just switches back and forth willy-nilly. And by you can hear, Danny means he can okay. hear, and you might not be able to hear, but if you watch it with Danny after enough time, you will hear it, and that's when you know you two are insane. You've also got whatever we've got. You've gone got. to the bad place. You've gone to the bad place. Um, yeah, so that's a great example of just weirdness. Of just know, some just oddity. Some weird and that is for the first season of Timon and Pumbaa because then for the rest of the episodes it stabilizes and he gets a consistent voice. In the theme song, it's not even Nathan Lane singing. Which is a shame. Which is a shame because he's a wonderful performer. But Ernie Sabella as Pumbaa is present throughout the entire show and does a wonderful job. We we also we, love we Ernie love Sabella. Ernie well. Sabella, give him some awards. Um uh, so another thing that A lot of umming and awing. A lot me. of I um constantly. And I'm aware of it. Molly, looks like we're going to have to cancel the podcast. What? <laughs> um, no. So uh, We're having Something fun. that happens a lot in shows, especially I'm thinking of two, Friends and Gilmore Girls, is ages changing because yeah. um, you might start an episode with someone at a certain age. Then you're like, wait, we should have a birthday episode. So, for example, in Gilmore Girls, when the show starts, Rory is said to be 16. And then later we have an episode with her 16th birthday. Um and other things like that happen throughout that don't totally add up age-wise. But that sometimes you that can be explained right. in theory by saying like some like I I say I'm a certain age right before I turn that age. And you're basically sixteen, right. you know, you know. So th there's that. But then in Friends, it's just glaringly wrong. Back and forth, up and down. Ross's age, especially, is just how old is Ross? How much older is he than everyone else? And then suddenly. You know, Chandler's the same age as other people, I think. Like, it's just, it's not clear. I've been writing a book called Age of Ross, where age he of sort Ross? of, he takes over the planet. And, love um, that for you. I love that for him. How embarrassing for you that you don't know Ross is going to take you over the world. Molly, I think we should fire off some of these incredibly fast and then wrap up for the day. Well, before we go fast, can you explain bonkers? Oh, because I think Bonkers is a, as Molly, you you do it to me? a good example of a show just completely changing its premise instead yeah. of making a new show. This is a show sort of revamping itself in real time on the air. And if you have any really good examples of this, I recommend that you send them to us. Yeah. I think Tweet that, us. Molly, you said that like you knew what the Twitter address was. <laughs> At Pants Podcast. Are you sure about that? No. Molly, don't give I looked it up and I forgot. Molly, our Twitter address is at the pants at the podcast. pants podcast. The I'm pants sorry. Podcast. Tweet us at at the pants at the pants podcast. At the pants podcast. You can tweet us at the pants podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. Molly, you know I don't have the Instagram right in front of me. Uh, it's probably also at the pants podcast. No, it's not. Uh, there, there are different addresses. Oh no! I'm Make sorry. it confusing for the folks at home. It's just the pants are too tight. Look up the pants are too the tight on Instagram. Tight. Look up the pants are too tight 
on Twitter and you'll you'll find us. You'll right? find us and yes. let us know. Listen, this is incoherent. If if at a certain point you feel the need to yell at us or insult us, you can also find we'll us. Take your cyberbullying. We'll gladly we'll accept raise it. you. What? Yeah, you know, like in a bet. Like they want to cyberbully us, us cyberbully them. What are we raising them? You know, like in poker. Okay. Well, nevertheless, Molly. Go on. I don't see what the wager is. Explain here. bonkers. I don't want to explain bonkers. I want to tell them that if they have any great examples, they can send any questions or complaints to the Panzer Two Type Podcast at gmail dot com. Oh yeah, another another one of Danny's many emails. We don't have to get into that now. The point is, there's a show called Bonkers. It was a Disney afternoon cartoon about a bobcat named Bonkers who is a police officer. It's sort of a Roger Rabbit inspired show. In the original version, his partner was a human woman, and so they they were partners, and they did something like 14 episodes. Uh, where the human woman was the partner of Bonkers, the bobcat. Then they decided that the human woman wasn't working, and they settled on this big, gruff human guy who happened to be voiced by the same actor who plays Bonkers, the bobcat. So now it was one of those shows where some guy is just talking back and forth with himself. Um, and so there's way more episodes of the show with this gruff human guy. But if you watch the show on Disney+, Plus, or if you have, I don't know, a DVD of it. Does anyone have DVDs anymore? I gotta stop doing voices. Me. What was, you have DVDs? Not of Bonkers. Molly, they though. were banned in the before times. Anyway, Go ahead. I just, uh, so they're just mixed in. These 14 episodes, you could just find them in the middle of the show rather than presenting them first, which would have been the correct order in which they would have been produced. That's all. That was Bonkers. Um, Molly, I don't like how Blasele you said that. It made me feel That weak. was Bonkers. You sound like a bored theme park employee, which in many ways you are. Yeah. Um... Parks and Rec, that guy. Oh, what's his name? Mark? I have, you wrote, told me to write Mark or Matt with two Ooh. question marks. We should have Googled this. If only we had yeah. computers. Um, Batman, Alfred's voice is oh, different. Oh, the first two episodes of Batman the Animated Series, Alfred has a different voice. There's also some oddities about the first season of Batman the Animated Series. You can tell that they were figuring things out. The showrunner was originally Sean Catherine Derrick, and uh, she left the show uh, because she wanted to produce a show that was a little more socially conscious, had messages about uh, uh, the homeless and how we treat people and stuff like that, and that's all well and good, but it was really clashing with the producer's vision, which was to, make, uh, to make this sort of dark edgy Batman that they're so popular for now and Alan Burnett came in to run the show and story edit alongside Paul Dini. Your eyes are glazing over. You look like I started reciting the tax code to you. <laughs> That's a pity laugh. At any rate, Alfred's voiced by, I believe, Clive Revel in the first few episodes and then Ephraim Zimbliss Jr., famous for the show FBI, took over the voice of Alfred for the rest of the show all the way through to Justice League and Static Shock. He's a wonderful performer. Uh, he passed away Quite a while ago, but uh, I think about him every day. Stop laughing. What a downer. What, what, do you, what do you mean, what a downer? He was incredibly accomplished. Um, in that 70s show in season one, Donna, uh, as mentioned, and I think we briefly see, I believe she's flirting with Fez in an episode. Um, she has a sister, Tina, and then we mentioned Tina, I think, one other time, and then she never has a sister. She's an only child. There's a lot of sibling-focused early season weirdness. Absolutely. And I think it's because you think they need it, and then like they're like, no, nope, we don't. And... Uh, yeah, that was obvious. Um, Are you feeling all right? I have to pee you're so bad. You're sweating profusely. I am not. Would you like to go use the restroom? No. All right. Um, Kirk and Gilmore Girls, I have to talk about this because any Gilmore Girls fan would be insulted if I didn't. In the first episode of Gilmore Girls that we see, Kirk, he is by a different name and he is a random cable man uh, that has come to install the... I. I, whatever Emily, I think it's the Wi-Fi maybe that she gets for them, or no, um, I I wasn't alive. I don't know how the dial-up thing works. Are you feeling but that okay? was Are you them. just a modem? Is modem the word you're looking for? No, I don't know what it was. I don't know, like D you know, remember this DSL? This is pointless. <laughs> <laughs> no one remembers DSL. Anyway, Kurt comes to install something, and she was like, "I just said Kurt." Kirk comes to install something. And it's not the man that you later come to know and love. Forget I said I hear this. I am losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think what Molly's trying to tell us is that Sean Gunn plays a different character in an early episode of Gilmore yeah. Girls before he plays his regular character. Yes, and it's 
it can kind of be explained by the fact that he has so many jobs. That's like his running gag is that he's got a million different jobs throughout the show. Um, and maybe he was just saying a different name or maybe he has a twin that we don't know about. But the point is they act like he's a stranger in that episode and they don't know who he is. And then later it comes that he's a beloved member of the town that we've known the whole time. Molly, can we can we step aside for a second? Molly, do you really think the Gilmore guys are going to let us talk about the Gilmore girls on a podcast? Danny, I would hope so. They have a monopoly on the market. They do, but but they're, mean, they they seem not, like nice guys. They're not actively guys. producing. They're, we remind me of an early Gilmore guy. I don't think we remind anyone of anything but how good silence sounds. Yeah. <sighs> we Chuck <stop>. Cunningham. <laughs> Molly, we've never watched Happy Days. No, but he was there and then he wasn't. Yes. Um, Kim Possible. So I just found this one out. Um, in the beginning at Kim Possible, she had this crush, Josh. Yeah. Um, a real, you know, cool guy that she's like too awkward to talk about. And then she eventually gets to ask him to the dance. And like, we're all like, oh my God, Kim likes Josh. And like, he's going to be the center of our, you know, our universe she's gonna keep crushing on him and this is gonna be a thing and then josh just kind of goes away and then it's all about like kim and ron and that secret tension that they have you know you can't see this but molly did sort of a cheerleader dance to the word secret tension that they have it was scary because i've never seen her do that (laughs) uh i've known molly my entire life um yeah no yes i've seen are you just She's still dancing. She's trying to make it happen. At any rate. Elaine uh, Elaine from Seinfeld. (laughs) Those words were, I look like Elaine from Seinfeld, but they came out as- they weren't. Oh, well, then I'm sorry. I was just trying to say Elaine. Elaine from Seinfeld. She wasn't there. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you're scaring me. I really had to be. We can pause the podcast recording. I don't like the ticking clock we have. (laughs) Actually, maybe that'll make this more exciting. (laughs) This SNL? Is, oh, sure. The first episode of SNL, uh, it, it's very different in format because the host is not involved in the sketches. It's just you watch George Carlin do his stand-up, and then it cuts to a sketch with the not-ready-for-prime-time players, and then it cuts back to George Carlin, and then it'll cut to the musical guest, and then it'll go back to a sketch and back to George Carlin, etc., etc. But the host is entirely disconnected from the comedy sketches, whereas nowadays they're writing the sketches around the host. They're incorporating their uh, unique talents into their sketches uh, and a lot of times they're playing themselves. Yeah. Um, where would we be without that today? This is not first season weirdness for SNL, really but it is. First episode it is er, That is our first episode, but there's some early season weirdness where the Muppets for a time were SNL oh my God, yeah. cast members or recurring segments. Jim Henson created a set of characters, these aliens that would exist, and it would just cut to them periodically throughout the night. Like they would have a sketch for the Muppets and then it would cut back to the regular uh, not ready for primetime players. I don't know why I keep calling them that. Nobody remembers that's what the SNL cast is called. I'm sorry, everyone. I'll go home. You are home. Um, so that's my footsteps. Um, this isn't necessarily early season weirdness, I guess, but it is just different. So sometimes, like kind of like the Steve Urkel thing, like a show realizes that something is missing. So in the case of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, for the entire first season, we have no Frank Reynolds, aka Danny DeVito, and. I would say that this show is infinitely better yeah. with him, and I think everyone would agree. I argue most things are better with Danny DeVito. I can't, I can't, I can't Molly, disagree with that. Brushing your teeth, so much better. Combing your hair, so much better. Everything's better with Danny DeVito. Those are lyrics from a Phineas and Ferb song. Like I said, we are obsessed. We are obsessed. These are, we're not doing bits. We're not being funny. We have problems, and we're trying to work them out in a public space. And maybe you can work yours out with us too. Yeah. Again, search the pants are too tight on all your social media platforms, and we'll probably stalk you from our page, but not follow you. So sometimes a show will just add a character like Frank Reynolds, and other times they'll get rid of a character to add another. Like in the famous Nick... I messed up there. In the famous uh, Nickelodeon show... Zoe 101. Oh. Um, in the beginning, Zoe has this roommate the famous um, named Nickelodeon Dana. show. <laughs> <laughs> in why the did, beginning why did we think we could do this <laughs> in the beginning so he has a in roommate in the beginning there was nothing and the lord said let there be light you didn't see it at home but when i said that i threw a blanket off my shoulders like i was liberace entering a grand ballroom in i'm z- kidding you would never drop his cape on the floor to get dirty in 
Zoe101. She originally has a roommate named Dana who's kind of like mean and rude, but like that's like her whole thing. Like she's cool. And then she leaves after season one to go study abroad. And they have. They Which get- broad? I'm sorry. I was drinking water and I choked myself so that I could get that horrible joke in. <laughs> um, anyway. And now I'm horribly choking. And they get the new roommate, Victoria Justice. So she gets. Uh, that's not. Her- <laughs> that was her character name. <laughs> Lola, played by Victoria Justice. Um, and so she takes over there. And then later on, we'll have the other roommate, Nicole, leave because she's so obsessed with boys that they have to send her to an all-girls school. And she'll get replaced not as a character, but as a roommate by Quinn. Um, and I think good choices all around. Yeah. Um, I liked having Nicole there, but then like it was good to see her go. Can I get super nerdy for one second? Please do. I think that in animation, there's a tendency for early season weirdness. When you look at when you look at the early 2000s, when flash animation became very popular, flash animation is, of mm-hmm. course, motion tweening. The characters are moving smoothly, fewer individual drawings. There's a lot of early season weirdness with shows where they would start with hand-drawn animation and then they would switch over to flash animation. So a great example would be Johnny Test. Um, Johnny Test, the first would season- Would you really consider that a great example? Don't be mean to Johnny Test. I don't know how widely known he was. It was the only thing on Cartoon Network for like 20 years. Okay. When you would turn on Cartoon Network and you were like, hey, maybe like there's something else on. I'm not remembering that theme song was, either now. This is the life of a boy named John. Oh, yeah, yeah, it He's like playing with, the guitar. It yeah. starts with the American Idiot riff. By the way, in the first <gasps> season. Yeah, for a while the Johnny yeah. Test theme song is different. It has a different riff at the beginning. Uh, and then later on it basically turns into the American Idiot riff. At any point, the first season of Johnny Test is hand-drawn animation. And then the second season transitions to Flash. And then the Flash gets a little... Uh, a little more limited and they start adding in those whip cracking sound effects anytime anyone moves their hand i guess to make up for the flash animation the flash doesn't look bad and it honestly the show was a show that could totally be accomplished in flash um you know you don't feel that much of a difference although the hand-drawn animation is a little nicer a little fuller uh than it ends up being uh another show that did that harvey birdman attorney at law which is a show i really love Never heard uh it was an adult swim show where Birdman, which was a, a an old Hanna-Barbera cartoon from the 60s, an old superhero cartoon. They take the character of Birdman and make him a lawyer uh, who is uh, just sort of a regular man who works at a law firm, but he helps Hanna-Barbera, car- uh, Hanna-Barbera characters in their lawsuits. So one episode, Shaggy and Scooby get arrested for drug possession, and he has to get them off uh, those charges because everybody assumes that they are stoners when, Molly, they're not. Anyway, so the whole first season is hand-drawn animation, okay. and the rest of the show is uh, is motion-tweened They might have been flash. able to fool a court of law, but they can't fool me. You can't pull the wool over these old eyes. Mm-mm. It's me, Molly's internal monologue. That'll be another segment that is in every single episode of the show. Do not expect us to drop it. We are committed. Committed. Um, Rachel Dratch, go. Oh, sure. Uh, the entire pilot for 30 Rock was filmed with Rachel Dratch playing the uh, Jenna Maroney character. Uh, uh, instead of Jane Krakowski, and the show is entirely different uh, because of that. And you can actually see some of the scenes of Rachel Dratch online. Uh, Rachel Dratch ends up appearing in the show as a bunch of different characters. She plays like a cat wrangler or a maid. She would just pop up as these random characters. But they fixed that one before the public got it. I don't think they aired the pilot. Yeah, yeah. they didn't air so it. So that's, that's when you want to fix it. So then you're not left driving me and Danny into a mad obsessive thing like this. Molly, I don't think there's anything that can stop us. Well, no, but they wouldn't be directly contributing to it, which would be nice of them. I think it would be nice if TV producers would stop and say, maybe there's two siblings out there somewhere in the world, in this great big world of ours, and that maybe they're a little too obsessive, and that maybe we would be easing their day, easing their pain. Look, I get that sometimes things aren't going to work. I think if you start the show, it's airing, and you really want to keep that show and not just make a new show, then you should address it in some comedic fashion, such as in Boy Meets World, or... Uh, no, no, like that. Like, that's how I personally would want it to be addressed. Other people might disagree. They might say, no, like, don't do that. Just go with it seamlessly, but... I think you should address it because I enjoy that. And then I know you know and I don't think you're stupid. Because I think that like You I don't, think they're stupid? No, no. You're a little more combative than I, I am about this. Because I, don't, I think it's hard to make a TV no, show. No, it's definitely hard to make a TV show. But like if you think about it, like Let's fight. when you have <laughs> Let's really get into it, Molly. You have your character Bible, right? That's all your characters and you have what those characters are about the basic thing that makes it the characters and you keep that and you should have that so that as you write the show yeah you know 
you know that I established from the beginning this person has siblings. And you should keep that. You shouldn't just randomly get rid of them. Um, or just don't throw in stupid things that don't matter. Like, sometimes I'm like, did you forget that you established that they had a brother? Or were you just like, nope, this works better? Like, I think in the I grand scheme of a TV show, that slips people's minds. Because, you know, it's like, what? when did we say her birthday was? I don't know. And they're not going to go back and watch an episode to find right, it. Right, which is why before you write the show, as you're writing, you have the character Bible. This is, I took one script writing, one script writing class, and I am an expert on this now. Molly, I, this is sarcasm. I, listen, we should... doesn't know. Sarcasm. Wait, I don't want to offend you were being people. Oh, oh, now you're scared about oh. offending people. Ten minutes ago, you were screaming about. Idiots. I'm not gonna say it's not hard, but like, write things down. <laughs> you know. Yeah, TV producers take notes like us, the very professional Ross's people. Age didn't need to change. It would have worked fine the way it was. You don't know that. I do. Oh, okay. Never mind. Everybody she knows, uh, I'd like to thank you all for joining us for the inaugural episode of The Pants Are Too Tight. If you're still here, God bless you. And God bless America. We're, are we getting patriotic? That's, I think that's a little bit. No, let's establish this right now, that we are deeply political people and that every episode of the podcast will, in- will contain a lengthy discussion of politics. Yeah. 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 And we'll stick to that. There will be no early season weirdness. Every episode will be exactly like this. Yeah. That um, is our promise to you. I'm doing president arms. You can't see it, but I'm doing sort of like the, J- the JFK, arms. the way he points with his little thumb in his fist, and he would go, like that. Sure. You a big JFK fan? I not I got nothing against him. Molly, we can't be political. Ah, you tricked me. I did. I set a trap and you stepped into it. Know. I've been watching too much Scooby Doo. I've been trapping everyone. Rube Goldberg machines around the house. <laughs> At any rate, I'd like to thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Again, remember to follow us on Twitter or Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter at The Pants Podcast uh, on Instagram. Just look for The Pants Are Too Tight. Um, and again, send us your emails. Yeah. The Pants Are Too we Tight want Podcast. Your complaints. We want your advice. Um, if you, Again, if you, if you made it this far, I'm proud of you. I'm proud and of us. And a little confused. I'm proud of us. Bro. I'm proud of us. We you know, did it. Amateur podcast. Is there any other kind? Complete, you know? Complete. You can't see this at home. <laughs> We're talking into microphones with socks over them. Shh, they can't know. They can't know, Molly. They need to know. They do have socks on they them. They have. Danny just took off his socks and put them on the microphone. Molly, we can't let them know. Oh, gee willikers. All right. <laughs> I goodbye. felt like transparency was needed. Molly, that's too much transparency. <laughs> We're see-through. Let's keep the show a little opaque. Translucent. Okay, a, little, a little translucent? Yeah. Right. I'm six foot three and I have huge muscles. <laughs> Molly, you see, that's a lie. But it's like translucent. It's like they kind of right, know you, but they kind of don't. Right. All right. Well, thank you. We only failed a little bit. We have a we have a do we have a an outro fate. Oh yeah. Um, we're gonna play the Family Matters theme now. Goodbye, Bye. everybody. Boo doo boo doo boo boo. No, that's Full House. It's a rare condition. Day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page.